Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. I never did any super launch strategies or, you know, did any review groups when you were allowed to do them. I just stuck with the basics. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was just doing some extensive keyword research for a new product that arrives this week. And while I was doing that keyword research, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody. I'm here with Jenny Byam. She's been selling on Amazon for one and a half years. She had some really impressive numbers. She did $283,000 last year. She's a 45-year-old stay-at-home mom. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks, Manny. It's great to be here. Yeah, I have questions, as always. Lots of them. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. First of all, why don't you tell us, how did you get started? What's your background? Um, well, it's funny. I don't have any background, actually, before this in e-commerce or selling online. Um, I used to do insurance and investments, and um, I stopped doing that to have my second child, and I was staying at home. And, you know, after a few years, you uh, kind of think, okay, now what am I going to do? And um, I actually had a cousin who was an entrepreneur who found... Um, a course online, and he suggested that I look into that. And that's actually how I started selling online on Amazon. Okay, cool. And how long did, were you studying and learning everything before you actually took your first step and ordered your first product? Um, well, from start to finish, like, or from start to actually selling on Amazon, I started the course in October of 2014, and my first product went live in July of 2015. Okay, cool. So do you remember what your sales numbers were your first year, the 2015, the half, I guess half of a year? Um, I don't know exactly what they were. Um, I'd have to look that up. Okay, no worries. But 283,000 in sales for 2016. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So what are your goals for 2017? Uh, well, our goals for the next year um, is to get into Amazon.UK Europe and work on getting selling off Amazon now, working on our social media platforms. Okay, all right. Any financial goals or just uh, an expansion yeah, and see we, where it goes? We'd like to double our sales. Okay, cool. Yeah. Put you over half yeah. a million. All right. Well, yeah. let me ask you your initial goals. What were your initial goals when you started? Our initial goals, I have a very supportive husband. Um, and so we're kind of in this together. He actually runs his own business. So I do this on my own. But um, our initial goal was to pay our mortgage for me to be able to pay our mortgage staying at home, which is about, which actually ended up being about 70 sales a week, um, 10 sales a day. And yeah, it was about $1,500 a month was what our mortgage was. Okay. Where are you guys at? Oh, we're far surpassed that now. Yeah. <laughs> so 70 yeah. a week, how far past would you say? Um, on average, probably triple, 
triple that on average. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to the nitty gritty here. How many accounts do you have? Just the one? I just have one account. Yeah. And how many brands? I have one brand and it has eight, eight variations to one product. Okay. So one brand, one product, eight variations. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you've really niched it. I mean, you got that one thing. So how, did you, how did you find that product? You know, that's a funny story. Um, when I first took the course, they obviously they teach you how to go through and, you know, look for products. And I started looking in China. Um, but at the time, um, I, I had several different um, companies sending me samples and I wasn't really happy with the quality of the products. And at the time, uh, there was a lot of rumors going around about people shipping stuff from China and how hard it was getting customs and those types of things. So it kind of scared me off. And I ended up looking stateside um, to see if I could find a supplier in the U.S., but they all ended up just being distributors of the product that I wanted. So because I was part of a Facebook group, um, I went on the Facebook group and just said, um, you know, this is kind of what I'm looking for. Does anybody know um, anybody? And it was a really funny story because it ended up being this fellow who was in my Facebook group. His wife grew up in India and she, it was her next door neighbor was the, like, was the guy, my contact. He had his own company in India and this, you know, it was in the niche that I wanted and it was something that he already knew about. And so now he's been my VA for the last year and a half in India. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah. VA. so what was your goal though? When you started this thing, you wanted to pay your mortgage. I get that. Yeah. Did you have anything beyond that? Or was it simply just that? Like if I can get my house paid, I'm happy. Well, you know, as a, as a stay at home mom, being able to be at home and, and even generate that much income a month is, is a big deal. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be able to save for retirement too, to help save for retirement was, was another one of our goals. Okay. All right. So you had yeah. goals. Did you have any humongous hurdles that you had to hit? Or that um, you, you know, my biggest hurdle was myself. Um, just having the confidence to go and do it was, 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 was my problem because I had never done anything like this before. Um, but, you know, looking back on that now, um, those hurdles were so small. You know, you, when, you're, when, you're in, when you're in it and you're, you know, you're looking for suppliers and you're paying, you know, so much to have these samples shipped to you and you have no idea what the quality is going to be. And then you're trying to set up your Amazon account. And I mean, all those hurdles, they seemed so huge. But looking back on it now, um, they, they're, they seem very small. So really, my biggest hurdle was myself, just having the confidence to do it and get through it. Would you say that they seemed big just because you didn't have the education related to Amazon at the time? And now that you know it all, it seems very simple or was it something else? Um, yeah, I think that was part of it, but you know, you would, you'd listen to all these people who having this great success online and you would compare yourself to them and in doing so, you know, you kind of felt inferior because maybe you weren't reaching their, you know, good getting over the hurdles like they were as quickly, but I think, you know, you just keep moving along and you keep doing it. And now for me, yeah, I, for sure. I look back on those and I didn't know what I was doing, but now that you do they're they seem pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of margins do you shoot for and where are you? Um, my margins right now are between 22 to 25%. It just depends if I do sea or air shipping. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Right. A lot yeah. of people, that's probably one of the trickiest things for people that are starting out when you say. Yeah. Like when I first started, everything was coming through air just because I time wise I needed the stock but then over like um before fourth quarter last year I was actually had a huge cash reserve kind of in my account and I was able to ship a large quantity by sea and so that made a huge difference yeah for sure have you gotten up to the point where you're shipping 
like by the container yet or are you working no. up to that? Yeah, I'm working up to that. Okay. Yeah, that creates even additional things you've got to figure out and learn unless you're do you have a freight forwarder by chance when I you're do. doing it? I, you do? Yeah, I do use a freight forwarder. It makes it so much easier. They take care of all of my customs issues. It it comes they get it to their warehouse and I act they actually store my product for me. So I slowly drip it into Amazon. Nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you, yeah. you save on the storage costs then essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it a pretty popular freight forwarder? Somebody that's been mentioned on our Facebook group? Um, I tell it's a and it's a and Duringer. That's who I use. I tell people that's who I use. Okay. They've been really good. Yeah. A and Dur- is it a and N is a Nancy? A N is a Nancy. Yeah. Okay. All right, Duringer. Cool. There you go, guys. If you guys are looking for a freight forwarder, the one Jenny used, you really like them, huh? I do. I've had no problems with them and they're very like flexible with how I can pay them. They've been really good. Okay. Great. Yeah. At what point was it where in your business where you had enough money coming in and you said, you know what, instead of reinvesting all of it, I'm actually going to pay myself a little bit. You know what, that just happened recently. For the first year and a half, my husband and I really didn't take any money out of our, out of our company. It all went back in to build our stock and to be able to just have the product amount that we needed for fourth quarter. And now actually I have, because I ordered so much, I have a, a lot of stock for this, the first you know, six months of this year. Okay. Well, I think that's a good lesson. A lot of people that are starting out think that they can immediately start pulling money out, yeah. you know, first month. And unless they yeah. have a lot of capital, right? That's not a reality. No, if you want to grow. For sure not. Yeah. And that's, I think ultimately you're, you are trying to grow a business. Um, this isn't a get rich quick thing. Yeah. And it's obvious by your margins, you know, you said 22 to, you know, if you're in that 20% range, you know, 20 to 30%, I feel like that's pretty realistic for a lot of people. Cause I, I'm sure you've heard it too where people come in and they say, hey, I've got 70% margins. And it just seems, I think that sets an unrealistic goal for the majority of sellers out there that are trying to source products. For sure. And I don't think people realize on the back end, like with PPC and advertising and all those other little costs that you have to incur, I don't think people realize, they don't factor that into their profit margins in the beginning. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because I was just talking to somebody this morning. They were a brand new seller. Actually, they're not even a seller. They're about to source their first product. And they're saying, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, I expect to be making this much. And I'm like, well, let's do the numbers. So we ran through it and the, I'm going to kind of rough it here. But yeah. r- it was interesting because the product itself was about $3 and that's what they were looking at. They're like, man, it's a $3 product and I can sell it, you know, for like $17. And so I'm like, well, it's $3. And then what's your shipping cost? And they're like, well, I don't know, but it's probably going to be, you know, around $2. So I go, so you're at $5 right now to get this product out here. Then I go, you got Amazon's referral fees. So you kind of factor in about 15% and then you've got the FBA fees, which we worked out to about $4, right? Mm-hmm. So we were at almost, we figured that at about $5 or so, almost $6. So you had that five plus the shipping and the product cost and without any advertising, without any returns, defects, anything else, they've already ate up a big portion of, you know, that cushion that they thought they had. They hadn't factored everything in. They for sure didn't figure in the referral fee. So it can get tricky if you don't use some kind of online calculator. If you don't know all the numbers in your head, using an online calculator to figure out exactly where you're going to be. And also, as you mentioned, you know, if you're doing express air shipping, which is, I'd say 99% of people that start out do, um, it eats up so much of, it could eat up a lot of your profit because it's, you know, especially if it's heavy or if it's uh, got a lot of volume, you know, it's big. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, cool. So speaking of new people, what would be some advice you'd give someone that's just starting out? You know. It's funny how 
my husband and I kind of feel like we did a few things right starting out. Um, when we first started, um, people were saying, pick one item. Well, I picked one item, but instead of going with one variation, I went with four. And to be honest with you, like a lot of kids, so just to like, just for example, a lot of people were selling a blue item like mine. If I had only been selling a blue item and only selling a couple of those a day, I would have given up. By offering my cu- my customers um, a choice, like with a variation of different colors, I was able to sell a couple of each of those colors a day. And so it just immediately increased my um, sales. Now, I know not everybody can do that, but if you can look at a product and find a, a good variation to it, I think it's worth doing that. Yeah. Would you say that your sales are spread pretty evenly across all your variations? I actually have one product that sells probably four times as many as the other, but it's because it's more of a neutral color. Okay. Was that one of your, pri- so, was that your primary color or was that, it one of the off it, it actually was one of my primary colors. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, cool. Yeah. Are you planning on expanding into more variations or different products or what's the expansion goal? Going forward, I'm looking at different products. Um, like I said, I have eight of eight variations of my one product now. And I kind of think that I've reached where I want to be there. I might change some of the different colors to, to be different, but I, I think I'll going forward, I'll be looking at other products that go within my niche. Okay, cool. Any ideas as to launch strategies, what you're going to be doing when you do that? You know, I, I really focused on what they told me to do. You know, you get your product, you get a few initial reviews, and then you start your PPC, you get good at PPC, you get really good at customer service. I have actually had lots of customers like quote me by name in the reviews for my customer service. And that's how, and then you build your reviews off of that. I never did any super launch strategies or, you know, did any review groups when you were allowed to do them. I just stuck with the basic, you do this, you offer good service, you ask for feedback, you get reviews. Okay, great. And do you have any issues with hijackers or counterfeiters, anything with your product? I don't. I've been very lucky. So far, I haven't. What do you attribute to that? Is it just luck Um, or is there something? No, I think it's because I had it. I was, I made my product different enough that it wasn't easy to, to replicate. I, I okay. looked for a really good quality product. Um, I looked for a change in the size. I changed the colors. It was, it was different than what anybody else was selling on Amazon. Okay. So you're the only one on Amazon that you can see that sells something just like your product right now. There's one other person that does sell something, but it's not, this, not exactly the same as mine now. Okay. Do you shoot for a specific price point on your products? Do you Make sure it's over a certain amount. Um, yeah, I looked for over twenty dollars. I mean, I mean, obviously, it depends on how much you can get it for, and how big it is, and how much it costs to ship. But for sure, over twenty dollars was my. Okay. And are your variations? Is it just like different colors, or do you have like different bundle sizes, like one or two or three, that kind of thing? Right now, it's just different colors. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So you mentioned your husband a few times, yeah. assuming he's one of your big assets. But what has been your biggest asset? You know what? My biggest asset has been the community of people, um, the Facebook groups, um, you know, podcasts, all the information that you can go online and find is invaluable. Um, if it wasn't for the community, I mean, if it wasn't for the community, I'll tell you what I found through the community of people. I found my VA, my shipping company, my photographer, my graphic designer, an interpreter, my web designer. And we actually have a mastermind group where we live. That meets once a month, and we we found each other through a Facebook group. Great, so that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, so your VA, 
Can you mention how much you pay? Is this VA in the Philippines? Uh, he's in India, actually. Oh, in India. Yeah. How much does yeah. somebody have to pay for a solid VA in India? Well, see, he he works p- very part-time for me. It obviously just depends on how much I'm, like, he he's the guy, he goes to the factory, he, you know, finds my products for me, he ships me samples, that type of thing. I pay him about $150 a month. Okay, American. all right. Okay. India is known for a lot of herbs, textiles. Yeah. Are you in that kind of industry? Yeah, I'm in the textiles industry. Okay. All right. Your interpreter, you mentioned an interpreter. Tell us about that. Well, just recently, my husband, um, he has a different company and he, because of the stuff we've been doing online, has been looking for a a Chinese interpreter. And we were able to go on one of the Facebook groups and find a Chinese interpreter that could talk with other companies in China for us. Okay. Is this for sourcing products or what exactly? Yeah, it's for sourcing. Like there's... You know, obviously there's specific companies over there that, you know, don't speak very good English. And we found an interpreter and she's a sourcing agent and she's really good. And we found that through one of the Facebook groups. Awesome. Are you using Alibaba to, to find the companies? My husband does. Yes. He does. Okay. What I've noticed is the majority of the companies that you can contact through Alibaba, they have somebody that at least speaks some basic level of English. Do you go around that and with an interpreter? Actually, it was the Illuminati um, web, webinar that we we we're listening to and you said 1688 was a good website to start on. And so, Hey, Hey, no, Sorry. no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. No, we announced it on the, I, on the yeah, I think I read it in the, in the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, no, you're yeah. Right, so that's, that's why we need an interpreter. Okay, cool. If you guys are wondering what the heck she's talking about, just head over to IlluminatiMastermind.com. And I didn't find out until literally 30 seconds before we started that you're an Illuminati member. You joined the group. Yes, I did. So, I'm excited. Awesome. It's high-end training, guys. If you want to find out more, uh, head over there. So cool. So yeah, the interpreter, yeah, you're going to need that for, uh, for 1688. It's definitely, you guys will see what we're talking about. What's a mistake that you constantly see new sellers making? Um, you know, I think just getting overwhelmed and bogged down by having so many different steps that you, that you have to do to get through this. Um, I have a friend who is just starting her adventure with Amazon and she's constantly calling me and she's, what about this? And what about that? And I said, you have to just break it down into small, simple tasks every day that you can complete. You get that one done, you check it off, you do the next one. Um, it can be very overwhelming. And like I said, when you, when you try to compare yourself to other people, that's when you can, you know, feel like you can't do it. Yeah. When you're talking to somebody that's just about to get into this and they're asking you questions about, you know, is this product good or should I jump into this? Are there specific things you tell them to stay away from? Um, yeah, I, 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 I think I tell them, you know, to look for profit and, or like, you know, how much profit margin they can make and, you know, certain products, maybe not, not electronics, like things that have lots of parts and batteries. I went with a very simple product so that I didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's not going to break glass or, you know, the plug doesn't burn out or it's not working. Yeah. There's definitely pros and cons to all that. I know that when I was first teaching everything on the podcast, I was like, you know what, stay away from sharp objects where people can hurt themselves or or liquid or glass or anything, you know, because I've had all these packages delivered to me. I've had broken glass with liquid in it where the packages come soaked, electronic products. Now I sell electronic products or I sell some. Right. And I'm going to test something with liquid and glass. I'm a little nervous, but I've taken all precautions 
that can possibly take to uh, yeah but see i think not not starting with that type of product is probably a good thing you know because you don't want to have those failures right off the bat if you can you know start with something that's simpler and easier and then work your way up to that because then you're seasoned and you kind of have an idea of what you're doing right start off with a light jog before entering a marathon right yeah so okay cool well you have any tips strategies you'd like to share with the group um you know i think just i think setting realistic goals and scaling from there is is a good thing to do. I don't think there's anything wrong with dreaming big. And I think you should have, you know, those dreams kind of in the back of your mind. But, but, you know, if you set the smaller goals first and tick those off, I think it's easy and you don't get as frustrated and want to quit. Yeah. So let me go back to India. This, cause this is interesting. Yeah. I'd say most people don't source from India and you haven't actually sourced yet from China. Is that right? No, I, I haven't. My husband has a source, has sourced from China. Are there any big differences that you know of as of right now between India well, sourcing from India? You, I think if you're looking, like you said, for textiles, India is the place to go. I don't, yeah. I, I think China and is not the best for textiles. And that's no? basically the niche that I'm in. Uh, what are you noticing in China for textiles? Um, just the quality. It's just not as good. Like it's a thinner, thinner fabric, um, different weave, maybe like the type of cotton they use. A lot of the stuff. I think coming out of China is more polyester. Okay. Do you find negotiating with people from India versus China is different? Uh, well, I personally have never negotiated with anybody from China. Um, negotiating with my, my factory in India has been really good. I haven't had any problems with them. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. this has been awesome. A lot of good questions that have been answered. If there's any parting words, this is your opportunity to throw them out there. Um, I think, you know, Look for good quality products and give great customer service. Customer service is a really big thing, especially online. When I shop online, I look at the reviews. I look at what people are writing about, you know, the product and the customer service that you're, you're getting. And just keep moving forward because you'll always have struggles and setbacks. But I, for me, I celebrated them because I yeah. knew that if I had those struggles and those setbacks, I was, I was learning, right? And then I knew what to do next time. Are you handling all the customer support yourself? Well, I use FBA. So other than that, I do, I do use Feedback Genius for my emails. And then, I, yeah, I do all my own customer support. I, okay. I reply to all of my, my emails. And you respond, I guess, if anybody has a question, they ask the question in, on the product page. You go in there real quick and answer that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's part of good customer service, right? Do you ever throw in some juicy keywords when you respond? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. It's been said... You'll have to experiment, but if you put in some good keywords in those responses, it, it could potentially have an effect. So yeah, you just throwing throw it out there, guys. Anywhere you can. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Well, guys, Jenny Byam, I think that she is crushing it. Like she says, you know, it's all about, you know, what levels you want to be at, but she's doing over a quarter million dollars per month. Jenny, if uh, I'm sorry, per year, uh, Jenny, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way of doing so? Um, I'm actually in the FBA High Rollers Facebook group. So if you want to just, you know, search me up and ask me a question, that'd be fine. Okay. And I appreciate you taking the time to do the interview. I know that uh, people might not even notice. You're in your car right now with a headset pulled I over. Am. And, yeah. I am. <laughs> you find time. That's a thing. You can find when people say, I don't have time to do this. You can always find time to do whatever it is that you want to go after. I'd always make time for you guys. I love your podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for joining Illuminati. That's awesome. And that was a surprise. And we'll keep in touch. Thank you. You've been 
listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.